If you are all about weddings, love wedding stories, want to hear about how they met, what the proposal was like, how the wedding went, then this is the show for you. We also talk with professionals and they share advice to help you make your wedding amazing. Thanks for joining us. Let's go. Hi, everyone. It's April Kelly with Wedding Amazing. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. And before we get started, I want to thank you so much for your messages and your feedback on the show. I really appreciate it so much. So keep them coming. Let me know what your questions are. Let me know how I can help you. I love it so much. And this podcast has just become so much fun for me. So thank you so much again. So today, I want to talk about foolproofing your wedding. There's a there's so many different ways to make sure that everything goes right. We're going to talk about ways to foolproof your wedding day. So the very first thing that everybody thinks about when they're getting married is the weather. Is it going to rain or not? And sometimes that may impact you greatly, especially if you're going to have an outdoor wedding or if your ceremony is going to be outside or if you're going to take pictures outside. You really want to be able to be prepared if it does rain, what are you going to do? If your ceremony is outside and it's really, really hot, how can you help your guests be comfortable? Because your guests' comfort on the day of your wedding is everything. The more comfortable they are, the happier they will be, and in the end, the best energy that will come about at your wedding and the most fun that everyone will have. So talking about the weather. So if it's too hot, there's little things you could do. There's little towels that are cooled off. People could put them on their neck, their head, whatever, hold them in their hands, wipe their hands. There's really nice touch, glasses of lemonade, glasses of some kind of juice that can, that can be passed around to the guests or offered in an area where they can help themselves. Something so if they are outside for a long period of time, even an hour, which is probably how long it will be, it can be really, really hot. So let's talk about if it rains, okay? Think about from the very beginning of your day, the things that you will encounter that will be outside. You may have to go and get your makeup done or get your hair done and leave the house. If that's the case, when you're done getting your hair and makeup done, you do not want to walk out into a downpour. What are you going to do? So that's something to think about. Here's what you have to consider. Where's the parking for the place you're getting your hair done? Are you driving yourself? Is somebody going to drive you? Are you able to cover yourself completely 100% from the door of the salon to your car? That is going to be really important. Sometimes there might not be parking. You have to park five blocks away. And you have to consider the worst case scenario. If the wind is blowing and howling and the rain is coming down really hard, are you prepared to navigate that and not ruin your hair and makeup? So that's from the salon to your car. Then you have to get from your car to your house. Again, same thing. Somebody meeting you from the house outside with some kind of tarp over you. How close can you get to the house? Can you get the car into the garage? There may be family over. There may be a lot of cars around. Make sure that that's prepared because you haven't even gotten to the wedding ceremony yet and you've encountered the rain twice. Okay, so now you're home. You're going to get dressed and now you have to leave the house again and go out in the rain and you have your wedding dress on. And this is a little more difficult because you now have a dress, the bottom of the dress, you don't want to get it to get it wet. And there are a number of ways to do that. You know, if the limo can't get close to your house or however your mode of transportation is to your ceremony, you can take plastic and just be able to, there's long plastic uh, sheets that you can just wrap around the bottom. You could actually cut a hole in a garbage bag, put your put it over your head and then just tuck the bottoms under and then just tie the little plastic ends. There are a number of ways. Get a really big raincoat. Again, you want to be prepared. You don't want to arrive at your ceremony with water stains or the bottom being muddy. Think about the worst case scenario and how you can foolproof that for yourself. 
So now we're getting you into the ceremony. But what about your pictures? Let's talk about that too. So maybe you're planning to have your pictures outside on the beach, in the park, and it's now raining. It's not a great idea to wait till that day and then try to figure out where are we going to go and navigate all the people in the bridal party and the family to get from the place they were originally going to go to someplace else. So having a plan B really key. And there's a number of ways that you can do that. There can be a really beautiful porch, even a porch at a restaurant. You can ask them in advance. You can. There's gazebos that are set up on the beach or little pavilions that you can use, or some parks do have covered gazebos and the car can pull right up to that location. So maybe drive around the location where your ceremony is going to be, you know, a year before, a few months before, and just see what's around. And say to yourself, if it was raining, what would I do? How would I navigate the situation? And what would I do about it? This way, you wake up on the morning of your wedding, and you feel confident that you know exactly what you're going to do if you look out the window and it's raining, and you know exactly what you're going to do if you look out the window and it is beautiful and sunny, which is what we all hope for, but we don't all get. So big umbrellas, plastic wrap, things like that may not look pretty, but in the end, when you get into your ceremony and you get into your reception, you will be very glad that you had that figured out, and you had it figured out where to do your pictures as well. So let's talk about when you've picked the date for your wedding, and let's foolproof whatever date you have selected for your wedding. Now, what I mean by that is we did a wedding about two years ago, and when we pulled up to this beautiful facility and across the street with this, was this beautiful park and it was just gorgeous, they had a circus. And the circus was in town and every single parking spot in the entire town was taken up. There was so much traffic and this was what the bride had outside the door. Now, yeah, look, you're going to take everything as a positive outlook. You're going to laugh about it. And, you know, in the end, is it a big deal? No. But if we're talking about the best case scenario and foolproofing things, you can find out what's going on in the town. And it's a great idea before you get married. Go on the township website. You can find so much information about upcoming construction? What events are taking place in town? Is there a food festival? Is there a circus? Are roads going to be closed because an exit is going to be closed off the parkway? These are the kinds of things that you're going to want to know so that you can tell your guests or if you have enough time, you could move the location if it's something that does not suit you. I have seen zoos open up across the street from things. Again, you know, a lot of these facilities are on beautiful properties or next to beautiful properties or in beautiful areas where there may be a beautiful park. Anything can happen there. So you want to make sure that you are ready for all situations. So the next tip is talking about leaving extra time and making sure that you do everything early. And I'll be more specific with that. The two months before your wedding are very busy. And in addition to that, there's things two months before your wedding that you cannot do sooner that you cannot do it six months or 12 months before. For example, your RSVPs, you're going to get them two months before, picking up your marriage license, picking up your dress, dropping things off at the caterer. Just those four things I've mentioned seems like a lot of things to do even in one week when you're getting married. So you want to make sure that you don't have other things on top of that that you also have to do because then your wedding week will be absolutely crazy. So with that, you can have your RSVPs come back on the early side, two months before, so that you have four weeks 
to chase people down if they haven't sent their RSVPs back. You have time to call them, and one month before, you will be able to give your caterer a headcount. Something like that is really key for you because you are going to get so many guests that say, of course you knew I was coming, and they're not going to send back that RSVP card. But you cannot assume that they're coming and account for them in a headcount to the caterer when you're committed to now paying for that person to be there. You have to know. Don't ever plan a wedding and not have RSVPs. And you want to be well prepared for exactly how many people are going to be there so that there's enough food, enough seats, and things of that nature. Pick up your marriage license as soon as you can. Uh, pick up your wedding dress and put it somewhere in the house where you can you know, display it so that it doesn't get wrinkles and you can d make sure you have everything and put everything in one place so that on your wedding day you're not, oh, where did I put the stockings, where did I put the shoes? Put everything together. Leave yourself extra time to also drop things off at the caterer. You're going to drop off maybe your cake top, your place cards, your menu cards, things like that. Get those things done as soon as you have them finished, as soon as the caterer allows you, get it out of your hair and have it done. Okay, the next foolproof tip is having some kind of helper on the day of. And I don't mean an event planner, party planner. I don't really think you need one if you have great professionals, if you have a great band, a great maitre d', if you have a great florist, a great photographer, these people that are professionals that do this week in and week out will all take their parts of the job and make it happen. You don't really need to spend the money on a party planner. So the things that you may need help on, things like somebody holding your purse, somebody holding the balance for something, something like getting your lipstick, helping you go to the ladies' room, uh, little things like that. That's the kind of stuff that you need help. Lots of times your aunt will be more than happy to do that for you, your mom, your maid of honor. Just have somebody that you designate as a, your point person. So if you need something, your shoes hurt, hey, can you get my sandals, whatever it is, um, that that person's there for you. But as far as like the layout of the day and the layout of the reception, your maitre d', your band, your photographer, your makeup artist all have that covered. Your makeup artist, for example, will say, okay, photographer's coming at 1, I need to come at 11 because I need two hours. Uh, the photographer's coming at 1, that means that you need the limos at three those professionals are going to know when sometimes when a party planner comes in and tries to tell the makeup artist what time to come and the photographer what time to come they're kind of taken out of what they do best and maybe it just doesn't work the energy flow everything about the wedding is all energy making people feel good relaxed they feel amazing they feel enthusiastic and happy your professionals showing up feeling like they're giving you their best and they're not put in put in a box of somebody's you know timeline believe me when i tell you i've been to 2500 weddings when you pick the right professionals and what does that mean let's just side, go off to the side for a second what does it mean to pick the right professionals when you call anyone a photographer a band caterer whatever and the person on the other end of that line is passionate about their job believes in what they're doing and is knowledgeable I'm gonna guarantee you that's gonna be a great outcome because those are the people that care and the people that care are the ones that stay awake at night trying to figure out how to make you happy and that's the exact person you want to hire it's such an easy thing when you get on the phone with a band leader and you're like okay they're listening I understand what they need they're telling me what how they how they click how they manage what what it is they do how does the photographer 
how does what time does he want to get there and why and why does he feel that that's best for him see how that resonates with you and that's how you're going to find the right professionals for you you need to feel comfortable with that person if you stand in front of a photographer that makes you feel timid you won't have the best pictures and you won't have the best outcome as you would if you have somebody that's bringing you out of your shell and making you feel wonderful that's how you pick the professionals so I didn't mean to get off the topic, but I think it's really worth stressing that that's my foolproof tip is you don't need too many cooks in the, in the kitchen. And as well as I know a lot of brides stress, oh, I need somebody to plan out my whole day. I need to know exactly when I'm going to do everything. But believe me when I tell you, professionals that are great at what they do, passionate, passionate, passionate about what they do, resonate with them, hire them. You will be so happy, and in the end, you'll have a great outcome. They will help you lay out your entire day done good. All right. Now, the next tip is to have some kind of organizational skills for your whole entire wedding. And what that means is having a binder, a folder, a spreadsheet, where everything's all in one place, where you have your receipts, you have your contracts, you have, you know, pictures of your flowers, whatever, everything in one place. And that could even be a Google spreadsheet. You know, don't scatter things all over the place. So when you're looking for a receipt, you're like, oh, where did I put that thing? Because you will have to go and refer to these things time and time again because lots of things are in payments. How much did I already pay, already pay? So make things simple for yourself and just commit right in the beginning. I'm going to put everything all in one spot. I'm just going to keep all of my stuff in one area, no matter what it is, even if it's a pile just put it in an envelope, whatever it takes to put everything in one area. That is a big, big foolproof tip because I see you plan things a year, six months in advance, maybe even longer. Do you remember where you put anything last year? How will you ever remember in the pile of life of everything where you put that? So remember, just put everything in one pile marked wedding. This way the next year when you need to go get it and you find out how much you paid this person already or what was it that they promised to provide for you, you can find that. And it's not scattered all over the house and you're not going crazy looking for two months before your wedding because you don't remember. This will save you a ton of stress. Believe me when I tell you. Okay, next tip. Always say please and thank you. And I know that might sound very silly, but yeah, one thing I like to stress to everyone is that weddings take everyone out of their life. The bride is out of her life, the family is out of their life, the friends are out of their life because they're at a bachelorette party, a shower, an engagement party, a rehearsal dinner. They're going out for dress fittings, and there's just so much going on. And with that, people want to feel like they matter. They want to feel like because I did all of that and went out of my way for you, it's always that simple, you know what, I really appreciate that, that bam, they just feel like a million bucks. So I just want to remind you when I do the foolproofing, because that really is a foolproof way to make sure that everybody feels loved, cared for, and it's a really, really easy thing to do. You know what, you say, thank you so much for everything you've done for me. This has been so exciting. Or even if it's been stressful, hey, this has been so stressful, but I really appreciate you being here for me. I know that you've come out of your life and you've taken your time to be there in support of me and my new endeavor, and I really appreciate it. That person's going to feel amazing, and it's just going to elevate everything that you're going to experience. So the last thing I want to say as far as foolproofing, and I don't know if this falls under foolproofing or just something that's really cool to have for your wedding, is having a wedding website. 
And what I love about the wedding websites is it provides information to your guests that you do not have to provide if you are not able to at that moment. For example, you can put hotel information, what time the rehearsal dinner is, what time the reception is, where people need to be. You can, even on free websites, you can put a private page with a password that's really easy for everybody to remember, and on there, put all of the private information, like their you know, reservation numbers or whatever, and put that all on a wedding website. And now that's going to save you so much time for people to call you and say, where do I get the hotel information? What do I need? What time is the shuttle? What time is the wedding over? What time do I have to get back to the airport? All of that information, you could put it on a wedding website and it's all there. And then in addition to all of that, you can now make it even more fun for everybody else and put your story. How did you meet? What was the proposal like? you know, the things leading up to the wedding, maybe little sneak peeks of different things that are coming up for the wedding to excite your guests, or put a little guest book of, hey, these are the people that are coming, or here's the people that have already RSVP'd, and you can also use that as your RSVP, not your only RSVP, because a lot of your guests are just not ready to go online and RSVP for weddings. Paper, I still think, in my opinion, is the way to go if you're having a formal event, but you know, these wedding websites can offer so much information, even dress code. You know, somebody might be think, well, so is it a black tie or not? Or what do I have to wear? Or what are the directions? Let me go on the website, and the website will have the link to the wedding directions. It'll have a link to the facility. It's all there, and it just becomes so easy for the bride to take so much of that information. You're going to feel... Uh, calls from your caterer, you're going to have calls from all the different professionals, you're going to have calls from your family, you're going to try to maintain a relationship with your fiance, and through all of that, then you're going to be giving out hotel information and all that. Whoa, that's why people go crazy through wedding plans, because they're fielding so much at once. And then on top of the, all of that, you have a full-time job, and you have a boss that's waiting for you to do an amazing job. That's why it's just so much work. So having all of these all of these aspects of your wedding organized things in one place having a plan b knowing what your a plan is and your b plan is and maybe it's going to take you a little extra time to have your b plan but i'm telling you on the morning of your wedding when you wake up and you say you know what no matter what happens if it rains i'm good if it's sunny i'm good i am set for all different situations and i'm organized i'm ready to go i have everything i need and you'll just have a better better experience. And throughout everything, remember, this is something you're going to do once. And you're, you want to take in this moment. And you want to enjoy the plans in general. You don't want to be stressed out during the whole experience and feel overwhelmed throughout the whole thing. And also have friction with your fiancé. Or you're arguing and you're having difficulties because, oh, I have so much to do. Well, I have so much to do. And and then you get into that whole trap and you haven't even got married yet because everything's so crazy. Let's avoid it. Let's have a great plan. Take it easy and slow. Make yourself a calendar. And on that calendar, like let's just say you take out a calendar for this year. And let's just say you're getting married in November. On that calendar, put your wedding date. Then the week before, put have to pick up marriage license. Week before that, put you know whatever the date is of picking up your dress. Okay, and back up from there. You know what things you need to do a week before, two weeks before, three weeks before, a month before, two months before, and write that all in your calendar. Now, you look at the calendar from where you're standing today, and you move forward through that whole entire calendar. 
okay, it's six months before the wedding, what's on here? And it also becomes your checklist, and it's all there, it's laid out for you, and if you just stick to it, it really will be easy, it will be fun, you'll be excited to go into the next week and be like, ooh, what am I going to do next week? What is next week's task? Instead of feeling like I have 20 things to do this week, I have it's all too much. And also, as you go through those things week by week and those tasks, if you're having any difficulty, call your bridal party. Can you guys help me think about this? I have to do this, that. I have to get RSVPs back. I didn't hear from Joe and Paul. What do you think? And have people help you walk through things. That's what they're there for. The broader party is there to help. They want to help. So that's why you pick them. And let's talk about your shoes and your dress. Now, everybody knows you buy a new pair of shoes and they may hurt your feet. You have to foolproof yourself for your wedding with your feet because you're going to be in those shoes all day. And if you're going to take off those shoes and have an alternate, you want to make sure your dress is now not too long and that those shoes also are, are pleasing under your dress. Sometimes you put flip-flops on and your dress is now too long and you're holding it and it's got a crunch mark on the dress all night. I don't know. So plan ahead. You're going to want to take those shoes out and wear them around your office, wear them around the house, see how often you can wear those shoes to break them in, and also to discover if they're just too uncomfortable for you. You're going to need to know that. And you're not going to want to find out on your wedding day that the shoes are no good and they're too high or too uncomfortable for you to wear them all day. So foolproof yourself and make sure that you do wear those shoes for an elongated amount of time before your wedding day. And let's talk about the dress. Now, maybe you've already picked the dress and you can just disregard this part of the podcast. But I like mentioning this because you, if you are at the very beginning of your wedding plans, you're going to find this helpful. Now, you go out and you buy a dress now for whatever occasion, whether it's work or going out for a barbecue. You always have something that you go to. Maybe you always go to a halter top or you always go to cap sleeves or you always go to a v-neck. You're going to want to take the things that are you and the things that you feel comfortable with, and you're going to want to do that with your wedding dress. So if you never, ever, ever wear cap sleeves, I don't know why you would wear that for your wedding day. You're going to feel maybe uncomfortable, or they may feel not quite right to you. Go with comfort. Go with who you are. Bring out your everyday, and now just elevate it into your wedding. You can reinvent yourself, and yes, you can wear something completely different, but always pause just for a moment to ask yourself, Will I be comfortable in this dress? If you never wear a halter top, will you stand there your whole wedding picking it up, picking it up, you know, picking the dress up all night because you're worried that it's going to fall down because you're not used to the way that that feels on you? So I would definitely, like I said, pause and put some thought into what do I usually wear? Go through your closet if you don't know and see what you gravitate to then go out dress shopping because you'll end up with a dress that's more comfortable for you. Your wedding dress is going to be on many, many hours. You may put it on 1 o'clock in the afternoon and take it off at 2 o'clock in the morning. That's a long time. You know, these dresses are also very heavy. So if you have a beaded strap, by five hours in, you, that thing may dig into you. So you're going to want to really discover things about that dress, research about what it is that you're buying. These dresses are also very expensive. What a shame to now buy a dress that's expensive, but it's the worst thing you've ever worn as far as comfort. Wedding dresses can be comfortable. A seamstress can make them comfortable. So you're going to want to go with what you feel comfortable in, and I think in the end that'll give you the best outcome for your whole day. So field the people that are there to help you. Take the support say thank you, have a plan B, and be organized, 
say please and thank you, put things on a wedding website, and protect yourself from the weather, and you will have the most amazing day, and you'll feel amazing inside. And that's really, truly the purpose of this whole podcast is to bring you show after show that's going to give you tips hopefully that you find really valuable that you can write down and say yeah I want to do that I'm going to do that that sounds like something that will work and something that's good for me and these are all things that I've been through in the 2500 weddings the crazy things that have happened that we can now put them into things like okay let's foolproof it for you so those things don't happen and don't forget if you have any questions and you want to help with your plan b or anything that I've shared in any of these podcasts or even not in the podcast please feel encouraged to give me a call anytime I love you guys I love your messages so keep them coming and let me know how I can help you Thank you so much for joining us today. If you have any questions, you could message me, April Kelly, at makeyourweddingamazing.com. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, too. Share it and subscribe and leave a review. That would be amazing. Have a great day, everyone. See you next time. Are you looking for a live band that people will rave about? Want your dance floor packed all night long? Band of Gold Music, a 10-piece band with the talent to make a lifelong impression on the best day of your life, exceeding expectations. Bandofgoldmusic.com. of the chatter I was there I was there Heart racing head scattered I was scared I admit Falling in a bed of roses in a captive realm Filling from the quench Thirsting from within Illusion on the thread Captain of the soul Open definitions of what you mean to me To me To me To me The lights come down I look for you Oh
This episode brought to you by J-Rod Productions, a one-stop shop recording and production studio founded by John Johnny Rod Corsiari, creating high-quality, radio-ready pop rock songs from songwriting to tracking, production, through mixing and mastering. Check it out at jrodproductionsmusic.com, 914-329-5206. 914-329-5206. Five two zero six, jrodproductionsmusic.com. This episode brought to you by the Clean Team, specializing in new move-ins, newlywed specials, getting your home ready for guests, and cleaning up after your event. Five-star rated company in Ocean County, New Jersey. 732-267-7334. The Clean Team. 732-267-7334.